Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from Delta EE, the new energy experts. We'll be talking about how the energy transition is developing across Europe, with guests who are working at the leading edge of this transition. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Hydrogen could be flowing through gas pipes into homes in the future. If so, we'll need boilers that can run on hydrogen to heat our homes alongside maybe hydrogen-powered fuel cells or even hydrogen-powered thermally-driven heat pumps. In this episode, we'll explore the challenges in developing hydrogen boilers. As in our recent episode that we, where we looked at pushing hydrogen through gas pipes, we'll steer clear of the question as to whether we should be doing this and focus on whether we can do this. So to delve further into this topic of hydrogen boilers, I'm joined by two of Europe's leading boiler manufacturers, together, as always, with our Delta EE expert to guide us through the topic. Let's say hello. First up is Tom Collins, who is the hydrogen lead at Bosch Thermotechnology. Hello, Tom. Hi, morning, John. Uh, Tom, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners will have heard of Bosch, but can you give us uh, a few facts and figures about Bosch Thermotechnology, the heating business of Bosch? Yes, absolutely. I, th- I think Bosch is very well known for power tools and appliances and a few other areas we work in. Obviously, we're a massive automotive component manufacturer. Um, but Bosch Thermotechnology is itself a fairly large organization. We manufacture out of 20 plants, mostly in Europe, but also America and Asia. Um, we have just over 14,000 employees and our sales are about three and a half billion euros. Um, our product portfolios are mostly in the domestic sector. Uh, floor standing wall hung boilers, uh, water heaters and solar thermal systems, as well as, of course, heat pumps for heating and cooling. And we also have a fairly uh, fairly significant commercial and industrial sector to our division as well, uh, to, um, selling appliances for those larger applications. Um, OK, yeah. so, yeah, a pr- pretty large um, organisation or part of Bosch and one of Europe's leading boiler manufacturers. So. Um, Great to have you on the episode. And can you give us a snapshot of where you're at with hydrogen today in terms of hydrogen boilers? Yes, absolutely. Um, We kicked off a few years ago. So back in 2017, we demonstrated our first uh, hydrogen boiler prototype. Um, Right now, we have an international team developing appliances. Uh, Recently, I think the big milestones are both in the UK and the Netherlands. uh, We've demonstrated appliances operating in domestic buildings. So we're really making progress now. We have we have our first certified prototypes. Um, it's it's a really exciting time and a very dynamic area, as I'm sure you'd imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. And can you give us a feel of how big the the team is looking at this? I know you may uh, share resources on the team, so maybe not an easy question. But are there a few people working on it? Tens of people, many tens of people. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, there are, there are probably the core team is now in tens of people. Um, but as you say, we overlap with a lot of different sites now, so that's really expanding. And actually, it's growing really rapidly. This technology is now ready to be deployed into a much wider kind of set of products and components that go into products. So it's it's really growing fast. A few years ago, it was a real real small outfit with a few people, a few people in a small corner, and now it's really becoming a very significant set of development projects. With hydrogen in general gathering momentum. Uh, Okay, thanks very much, Tom. We'll come back to you shortly. 
My second guest is John Phillips, Group Product Manager for Warhung Boilers at BDR Thermea. Hello, John. Hello. Hi. Um, yeah. So BDR um, Thermea is a name you've probably not heard of before. Um, yeah, so exactly. Bosch, Bosch everyone will have heard of, but uh, I'm guessing most listeners, if they're not in the heating industry, won't have heard of BDR Thermea. So tell us a bit about them, John. Exactly. So BDR Thermea is uh, a name most people won't be familiar with. Uh, we're based in the Netherlands, uh, but it's a global company of over 6,000 people. Um, the brands that we uh, we offer are familiar to most people, which are Baxi, the Dietrich and Romea. Um, they are operating in both residential and commercial buildings, um, offering products of natural gas, oil, but also heat pumps, hot water storage, and combined heat and power, as well as um, solar. Um, and we know so quite quite similar to Bosch, quite similar to Bosch and John in the big portfolio heating appliance manufacturer working across Europe. Exactly, exactly, and. Um, so we got interested in hydrogen um, with the overall energy transition. And we realized that there's no single solution that actually makes sense to everybody. Um, so we are, as a company, working on many different solutions. So um, hydrogen boilers are definitely part of that. OK, and the same question as to Tom. Can you give us a snapshot as to where you're at with hydrogen boilers today? Exactly. Well, we've been working on them for a number of years. We've got um, competency centers across Europe um, working on both hydrogen boilers, but also fuel cells. And um, yeah, probably in the tens of people working on it um, at the moment, but um, feeding into a number of projects across Europe. And it's definitely something which we're very excited about. Okay, thanks very much, John. Um, my third guest is Delta EE expert Stephen Ashurst. Hello, Stephen. Hi, everybody. Uh, Stephen, you've been looking at this area for a number of years uh, across Europe. So, can you give our listeners a feel for? Well, we've we've heard very briefly, and we'll hear a lot more from from Tom and John, two of Europe's uh, working for two of Europe's biggest boiler manufacturers. But when you look across the European heating industry. Can you give us a summary or a high-level characterization of where the industry is at with hydrogen boilers today? Certainly, I think well, I think it's fair to say things have developed really quickly over a, a short space of time, as has been indicated already. So, with regards to categorizing the progress, I would say they're probably at technology readiness level six. Some may challenge and say closer to, to seven, but certainly within the validation stage and um, that's, a, that's on a that's on a one to ten scale Stephen for people that don't know the technology oh, yeah, readiness um, level one to nine so when you get to, to levels eight and nine you're starting to roll out commercially yeah, um, yeah but we're currently at the the validation across many sites across uh, a growing number of, of countries and, and brands so when you look at the established European boiler brands it's easier to pick out those ones that haven't come out yet publicly and mm -hmm. say they're working on uh, pure hydrogen boilers, as opposed to those of uh, the rest of the the market who already who already are working in this in this area, and like I said, they are at, uh, quite a range of of um, stages. But certainly, the the ones leading the market are, are pushing TRL six and seven, so uh, trials and in, in, in buildings. Okay, 
Um, well, that's quite exciting to hear. Um, now, before we go to pure hydrogen boilers, I want to start with a uh, briefly look at blends. So those of you that listen to the episode on hydrogen in gas networks will know that there's quite a movement to blend hydrogen with natural gas, up to 20% concentrations. So uh, where that happens, our boilers will have to work on a mixture of up to 20% hydrogen, 80% natural gas, 20% hydrogen. So how much of a challenge is that to boilers that are on the market today? Um, John, would you like to start with that? Okay, well, uh, definitely 20% hydrogen blend. We've got approval from the notified bodies uh, across Europe that are existing and new products will work to that level. Um, we've done internal tests to 30% uh, on some of our high efficiency boilers, but it becomes a law of diminishing returns. So I'd rather us work to 20% and have that as a fixed improvement target rather than go for 30% or whatever. So aim for 20% and then focus after that on 100% because as I say, it's law of diminishing returns from 20%. Yeah, you said your borders are approved. Is that both your the borders that you have on the market today and boilers you've installed in homes that are there from five, 10, even 15 years ago? Yes, correct. We've got those from certainly five, 10 years ago. Um, realistically, by the time they are um, wanting to uh, be operated in 20% blend, then yeah, um, they should be okay. Yeah. Um, now, Tom, similar perspective from, from you and any other issues that you see at Bosch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as John indicated, many appliances that have, you know, that have been tested to the latest regulations have already been operated on 23% hydrogen as part of their approval process. And we don't see any problem with that existing park of boilers, especially in countries like the UK, where you've got a relatively well-defined gas quality band um, operating with, with maybe 20% hydrogen uh, blended in. Um, I'll probably also echo John's, John's point that um, it's important when we talk about blending that we know whether this is a, a step towards 100% or whether it's somewhere something's going to stop and maybe rely heavily on biogases. Um, because it's important if you're on that first step towards a, a conversion, you don't let that erode uh, that later conversion process and that really what, what gets upgraded needs to really suit the appliances that are in the park now and not require a migration of technology. That, that technology migration should be saved for your endpoint. Okay, so overall blending is fine and we'll see more and more blending over the next next years what about 100 percent hydrogen so a boiler running on 100 percent hydrogen um, some people may think well natural gas hydrogen they're just gases you ignite is there much different um, is there much different what are the big challenges if you want a boiler running on 100 percent uh, hydrogen who'd like to start with that um, yeah, I'm happy to kick off on that. I mean, in a lot of ways, hydrogen is a remarkably similar gas to natural gas, um, although most people are aware that it's a very light gas as a very low density um, and a lower calorie value. When it comes to the way energy flows through pipes, it's remarkably similar, similar to natural gas. This value we call the Wobby index, which describes how energy will flow, is remarkably similar. And actually, that means that many components in a boiler will stay 
very similar indeed, if not completely unchanged. Um, there are a couple of interesting challenges. One is around detecting flames. Um, so currently appliances tend to detect flames using an electrical current that a, that a flame is able to conduct. Uh, hydrogen doesn't do that at all. So you need to find a new way of detecting the presence of a flame. And there's various ways you can do that um, that, are, that are probably being explored by a range of manufacturers. Um, the, the, second... the detection of the detection of the flame, Tom, that, that's important because you fundamentally need to know if that gas is ignited as it comes through the burner. Uh, yeah, if it's absolutely. not, there's a big safe. So you need to shut the gas, shut that down very quickly. If there's yeah. a flame, you know it's combusting. Yeah, completely right. That's an intrinsic part of the safety case that's applied in all gas appliances these days is, is to understand if there's a flame there or not, because if there's no flame, you should really stop releasing gas. Um, so that's an important safety characteristic of an appliance. Okay. Um, so flame detection is one point. What what yes. uh, second point that you'd, you'd raise? Uh, the second one was um, that hydrogen uh, has a much higher flame speed than natural gas. So if you imagine having a mixture of air and gas and lighting a spark at one end, how quickly would that flame move through that mixture? And for hydrogen, that's, that's a lot faster than for natural gas, especially once you start introducing turbulence to that mixture. Um, that has an impact on the burners we use in our appliances. Most heating appliances are now pre-mixed. So you mix all of the air and gas before the burner, which stabilizes the flame. And that burner needs to be redesigned so that the flame doesn't kind of win the fight and, and flow upstream through the burner and light the mixture before it. That's a bit, we call it flashback, it's a bit like a car backfiring. So it make a pop and you, you wouldn't like it, but it's not, it's not dangerous. Uh, John, these two issues, the uh, flame detection and the flame speed, anything else that you'd like to add to that? Uh, well, no, I mean, uh, Tom's got it quite right. Um, I mean, the, the key issue is combustion control. Um, when we've got that in place, which we've been able to do, um, it's as safe, um, if not safer than um, use, uh, using natural gas. Um, the, the the key elements uh, to have is, you know, add, make sure that that's actually all in place in the boiler. Um, the And again, not a great deal else needs to change. I mean, one of the things which doesn't affect the boiler is actually the metering. Um, so mm -hmm. using hydrogen rather than natural gas, will have an implication on the end user but otherwise the space claim everything else about it is is good yes i mean it's At just engineering this. um you know we're solving engineering problems mm -hmm. and all these challenges i think now have been overcome and engineered to the same level and in the end you know as john said it's probably going to result in improvement of safety i think that's true i think we're engineering to a very high safety standard anyway in gas appliances and we'll be right up there with hydrogen following the same very latest practice but um, you know the way gas appliances tend to present a hazard these days is with carbon monoxide uh, if combustion is incomplete. And actually, once an appliance is burning hydrogen, that danger completely disappears. There's no carbon available to form carbon monoxide or CO2. Um, so actually, you know, our, our expectation is that hydrogen will, will improve safety. Okay, the engineering challenges are just that. There, there's no fundamental materials or technology challenge it's all about just developing the engineering through through known technology well well, yeah. well john i mean one of the things that's um, that's key is there are hundreds hundreds of thousands of um, installers of gas boilers across europe and what we're proposing is a fairly limited change to what they're doing day to day 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, th that is a massive uh, in, you know, incentive to, to people to actually say, well, actually, no, I can use my same installer to get that heating appliance in place. Yeah. And where we've solved um, those problems, actually, the mm -hmm. solutions feel very familiar. So what we found with our appliances is that if a gas engineer were to rock up and uh, have to operate, up, work on one, they'd find everything remarkably familiar to a natural gas appliance now. You know, none of these, none of the solutions to these problems have intrinsically changed the, the style or the type of engineering we're using. There's nothing, there's no fundamentally new technologies involved. So it's all very familiar. Are there any other challenges then around, I mean, you mentioned installers there, I don't know, cost, local air quality, any other aspects of installation, or once you've got that combustion control uh, established and changed for hydrogen, then everything else is exactly the same. So are there any other challenges or things to work on that you'd, you'd like to pull out? Well, sorry, Tom, if I can go first. Um, I mean, the, the key one for me is that uh, the market in the UK and most of Europe is moving towards uh, combi boilers and people are using the space that used to have a 200 litre um, heat um, hot water um, in place ha has gone. So mm -hmm. we are then proposing something which fits the space that they've got available. Um, and so, there's no reason why a hydrogen, hydrogen boiler would be exactly the same size that combustion control, it will be in the same footprint as for natural gas so a hydrogen exactly. boiler would look and feel in every way the same as a gas boiler and how people would interact with it john would be exactly the same as as previously they wouldn't have to consider any different way in terms of heating their homes tom as well as uh co2 emissions there's more and more attention these days on local air quality um, briefly, how do hydrogen boilers affect local air quality compared to natural gas boilers? Yes, that's an interesting question, John. Um, in in, in ac academic, academic research, you'd say you'd see lots of stuff saying hydrogen should have higher NOx because it's got a higher flame temperature. But actually, what we're seeing in our uh, domestic appliances is much lower NOx um, from hydrogen than we do from natural gas. So we see hydrogen as actually quite a powerful vehicle to improve air quality. Not, not that boilers tend to be the real, uh, the real perpetrators uh, in terms of NOx yeah. and air quality, but um, there's a significant improvement available with hydrogen. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, Stephen, looking at the European landscape, can you give us a feel for how many boilers there are actually in, in homes or demonstrations or trials running on pure hydrogen today? Yeah, so Globally, firstly, just very quickly, we there are over 50 trials that are out there in the, in the public domain, which are uh, actively investigating with a practical element the use of hydrogen for heating. Most of those are in Europe, um, but there, there is within those projects quite a range of um, pro, uh, project types. So, yes, certainly pure hydrogen boilers, also blends, also you know communal heating through gas engine CHP. Uh, through communal fuel cells, etc. At this point in time, if I was to put a number on how many buildings are being heated with uh, a pure hydrogen appliance, I would say it's around about on the order of 10. So it's still quite a small number right now. I know there will be a growing 
number of projects in the pipeline. But what, what we've seen to this point, um, when you consider occupied buildings, is uh, that there's been a pure hydrogen supply delivered to the, the plant room, let's say in the apartment building that's been retrofitted. And you maybe got two or three uh, boilers which are you know, combined, uh, which, are, which are cascaded to provide the heat load for that building. So there's a lot more um, projects in the pipeline. For example, we're seeing in the Netherlands and in Germany, new build developments, which um, from construction, either each individual house or, or building, apartment building, will be heated with 100% uh, hydrogen appliance, typically a, a domestic uh, wall hung boiler. So over the next number of years, I think we're going to see groundbreaking on those projects and quite quickly a jump up to hundreds of uh, of buildings being heated with with these appliances of course this is the buildings so, we consider the number of apartments it's, it's slightly slightly more than that so we're quite early then on the uh on the journey of product development safety certification you have to go through all these steps which which takes time um tom and john when from a manufacturer's perspective we're at this early stage at the moment. When we look forward, if we do see hydrogen flowing to large numbers of homes, you'll be producing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of these products in the way you do with natural gas boilers today. What are the key steps from where you are today to that volume production? Can you help our listeners get a feel for um, the two, three, four big steps that you need to take to go from today's stage to that volume production? Who'd like to go first? I'm, I'm happy to kick off on that. I mean, in, in the wider system, we obviously see hydrogen production as that that real, you know, key, key opener to this opportunity. And I, I think, you know, we're very keen to see lots of hydrogen production coming online as quickly as possible to make this all feasible. But from our point of view, obviously the first big step to scaling is um, to get to the level of manufacture to suit community trials. We're expecting in around 2022 to see various community trials kicking off that would be maybe installing hundreds of appliances. So the first step for us is all the all the work that goes into validating a product and building production for that scale of manufacture. Uh, and then the next step is really to deploy that core technology into a much wider suite of products. Um, that's a really major undertaking for a manufacturer like us. Um, okay, so you'll start off with one boiler product of a certain capacity and a certain nature, get that yeah. hydrogen uh, able to run off your hydrogen, but then you've got to apply that to your wider products as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really big step. That's a really big step. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, um, you know, what we can see as, a, as, a, as an important step in the wider market is then that these appliances can achieve the volume that's needed for them to be competitive with our existing boilers you know as you say yeah. boilers are sold in vast quantities in europe um, and they're, they're therefore benefiting from significant economies of scale uh, if hydrogen technology is going to achieve that same that that same accessibility then it needs volume and for that really we need to see some kind of coordination in regulation that means there's a switch of technology from pure natural gas burning to hydrogen ready appliances that can be converted to burn hydrogen John, can I pick up with on hydrogen yeah. ready with you? Uh, John mentioned that that phrase that some of our listeners might have heard. 
it's a it's an easy phrase to use, but what does it actually mean? So how would you help our listeners understand what a hydrogen ready boiler is and looks like? Well, for me, a hydrogen ready boiler is uh, something that, that can burn natural gas and 20% hydrogen and can be converted easily um, and cost effectively to burning 100% hydrogen. So it can be installed in the house now and as and when we get to a point where the hydrogen will be available to that property, mm -hmm. it can be converted. Um, for so me, if, if the gas networks do their uh, if, if they convert a network over to hydrogen, an engineer needs to come out to my home to convert my hydrogen ready boiler to run from natural gas to hydrogen. Or is that flicking a switch? Is it taking the combustion part out and putting a new combustion part in? What, what might that look like? Well, again, we've, as we said before, it's, it's down to combustion control. Um, we have um, identified what those parts will be. It's mm -hmm. a relatively small change, which could be done by a gas safe engineer in the UK or a similarly qualified engineer across Europe. And um, they are not, importantly, they're not making changes to the rest of the heating system. So yeah. that to me is an absolute clear difference from what we're talking about in terms of hybrids or in heat pumps. Um, we're looking at something where actually they have a boiler in the place which they can then say, okay, we are getting hydrogen on a certain date in the future, and here it comes. Yeah. Okay. So it might be the installer coming along, taking out one part of the boiler, putting in a new part, an hour, something like that, or are we talking a day, or um, well, it, it, is it a bit early to say, are you, do you have that, these products ready, or are these in design? It, it, Tom, Tom do you want to? Okay, I was going to say each of the um, the um, uh, manufacturers have gone through this analysis, and yeah, it, it's looking like a small change that needs to be done by an installer. Whether that's half an hour or an hour needs to be um, finalised in in trials. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It'll be a very very short process, an hour or less just a couple of components being changed over and, and updating a data plate. For those familiar with gas appliances, it will it will feel very similar to an, an LPG conversion does now where you switch over to that propane gas. Um, so it's, it's be a very familiar process to a gas engineer um, and very light touch for the homeowner, for the occupier. It's just a very quick visit and a, you know, just like having your boiler serviced, if not quicker. There is now a, like a, a UK, Eating industry-wide agreed definition of of, of a hydrogen-ready boiler, and I think you're right. I think a switch is within within the hour, um, and we're seeing you know that that H2ready and that that kind of blueprint for what hydrogen-ready is being talked about uh, across other major heating markets in Europe now as well. Now, almost time for the talking new energy crystal ball. Uh, before that, Stephen, I just want to ask you very briefly about other technologies running on pure hydrogen. So I mentioned at the beginning fuel cells, thermally driven heat pumps. Uh, fuel cells, of course, are some types are designed to run on hydrogen rather than natural gas. So in your view, do you think we'll see, and we're we seeing already companies looking to develop uh, fuel cells, thermally driven heat pumps that can run on pure hydrogen? Absolutely. Uh, I would 
I would say that uh, the furthest along the, the path, as you would expect, are the fuel cell companies, both um, those using PEM fuel cell technology and solid oxide. So I guess the, the, the key the key company to highlight would be would be Panasonic. Uh, they have that, that products. That's a that's an advantage for them to run on hydrogen because they don't need to reform the natural gas into hydrogen. So that makes their their product cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There are you know there, there is a cost associated with both PEM and SOFC systems and treating a natural gas supply that, that would go through the fuel cell stack. But you're right. Certainly more of a a cost uh, a challenge to, to PEM. So the they're scheduled to launch a five kilowatt unit on the Japanese market this year, you know, pending um, how uh, industry recovers from the, the pandemic. But closer to home in Europe, there are a number of the key fuel cell brands which have also um, uh, stated and talked openly about their their, their development work with uh, a pure hydrogen uh, fuel cell system, to name a few names, Ceres um, Power, Solid Power, and I think Bosch potentially as well, and equally BDR from the AI group. So there's a lot of activity uh, there. Thermally driven heat pumps, thermally, perhaps. Yeah, that's another technology our listeners won't be so familiar with, but it will use the hydrogen more efficiently than in a, uh, a boiler. So how about that? Are there hydrogen-powered thermally driven heat pumps under development? There, they are. The, uh, a key point about that is that the, the rollout of the technology, uh, especially at the, the residential level, is, is a little bit further behind. Uh, domestic fuel cells and, and micro CHP. So at this stage, uh, thermally driven heat pump companies have been doing in-house testing trials. We've had uh, you know, one or two examples uh, of presentations at our heat summit event where um, there seems to have been you know, a successful lab demonstration of a natural gas burning system being adapted to, to burning hydrogen. But I would say it's earlier days for that industry. Yeah, I guess with that technology, if it can be done for boilers, it can be done for thermally driven heat pumps because it's not not radically different. Okay, um, time's got the better of us. So let's move on to the talking new energy crystal ball and set the dial to 2025. Now, uh, a question for three of you. From a manufacturer of boilers perspective and Stephen, from your industry-wide perspective, where do you think uh, your companies and Stephen, the industry in general, will be with hydrogen boilers and hydrogen ready boilers in 2025. Tom, let's start with you, and then John, and then Stephen. Yeah, I think I, my sincere hope, and I think probably my best expectation is that in 2025 you'll see manufacturers with a range of hydrogen ready appliances available, especially in the key markets where hydrogen's starting to form part of the. Uh, decarbonized energy horizon. So, yeah, I think we'll see ranges of hydrogen boilers available on the market. You know, just just coming up to 2025. Okay, thanks, John. John, how about you? Okay, well, I expect by 2025 we'll have clear legislation in place um, in the UK and the rest of Europe. We will have um, blending, probably in many markets in discrete places, but um, up to 20%. Um, and then, yes, as uh, Tom said, we'll have the hydrogen-ready boilers in place, able to run on uh, natural gas and 20% blend, and um, to be converted in the future. So for 2025, I think that's an, an, an excellent position for us to be in. But one key part of that is the legislation. 
without that, we will just be um, doing these small trials and we need some kind of clear guidance from from governments. Yeah, absolutely. Other I parts of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of other parts of the hydrogen jigsaw need to come together as well. Um, Stephen, from your perspective, briefly, uh, where will the industry be at in 2025? Any, anything to add or differences from what John and Thomas said? Just to add, really, I expect that uh, by 2025 in Europe, there will be many hundreds of buildings that are being heated with pure hydrogen boilers, uh, both new build and homes that have been retrofitted, uh, upgraded from a natural gas supply to a pure hydrogen supply. And yet, to echo what the uh, other speakers have, say, have said as well, a number of uh, hydrogen ready appliances available. Uh, on the market, we're at the stage now where some of the, the heating brands are setting a, a potential launch date, which is around about 2024-2025. So, certainly a very interesting number of years uh, coming coming up. A busy few years for you and your teams, Tom and John, and uh, lots yeah. <laughs> lots for you, Stephen, to uh, to keep track of and analyse. Well, it's been a fascinating discussion and. Um, or I hope for our listeners, uh, unpacked a lot of the issues around hydrogen boilers, and there don't seem to be too many, mainly around combustion control and the uh, concept of hydrogen ready boilers. So thanks very much to my guests. Thanks, Tom, for joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. And thanks, Stephen. Thanks, everybody. Hugely interesting. As always, thank you to everyone for, for joining and listening. We hope that found we. We hope you found that useful and we look forward to welcoming you back next week. Thanks and goodbye. If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then please keep in touch. You can follow us and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or subscribe to the podcasts on your chosen podcast platform. If you like the podcasts and like sharing, then please do rate us. And to listen to archived episodes, to read transcripts, and to see the latest Delta EE insights, then please visit www.delta-ee.com.